Is anybody using this frequency, please? CQ, CQ, CQ. Hello, CQ, CQ, CQ. You wake up every morning, you go to work, then home again, that old routine. Turn on your TV, although they never show a single thing you haven't seen. Checking out the internet's no fun no more, it's all just ads and spam. You're looking for adventure. Well, you could become a ham Come and join us on the airwaves Surf the skies and find new friends Let the world unfurl before you You'll be the one who sets the trends Cause you're not like those poor old wage slaves Change your life and start anew Come and join us on the airwaves You'll feel free and you'll be happy too To friendly folk from far off lands of which you've never even heard Pick up local knowledge about all those world events that just occurred Turn your hand to contesting, adrenaline starts coursing through your veins The finest of champagnes Come and join us on the airwaves Surf the skies and find new friends Let the world unfurl before you You'll be the one who sets the trends Cause you're not like those poor old wage slaves Change your life and start anew Come and join us on the airwaves You'll feel free and you'll be happy too Come and join us on the airwaves the skies and find new friends Let the world unfurl before you You'll be the one who sets the trends Cause you're not like those poor old wage slaves Change your life and start anew Join us on the airwaves You'll feel free
happy and you'll be happy too Come and join us on the airwaves You'll feel free and you'll be happy too CQ, hello CQ, CQ, CQ. Welcome, everybody, to uh, Amateur Radio Roundtable. Today is September 21st. I had to think a minute. Wow. Oh, man, it's been a tough uh, tough week. Uh, I wasn't sure we were going to get the uh, webcast on tonight. Uh, we couldn't authenticate with YouTube. Uh, everything we tried, it we couldn't authenticate. But... Uh, uh, this past week, we reformatted the entire system here and reloaded everything to get a good, clean system in there. And everything was checked out except we didn't check out the connection to YouTube. And for some reason, we had to redo it. But we made it tonight. And, uh, oh, gee. We're going to have kind of a very informal show tonight. Uh, Katie is out. She may join us later. She's in a meeting. And uh, Alan is having to work tonight. So uh, we've got Glenn and we've got Bill with us. We've got a special guest from the East Tennessee Hamfest with us tonight. Uh, so we'll have a lot of time to have some fun a little later. Uh, i got uh, a number of things queued up here to talk about and show. But let's uh, let's jump down and, and talk with uh, talk with Glenn there. Glenn was uh, there a few minutes ago. You still with us, Glenn? Yeah, I'm here. All right, man. Well, how's it going? Uh, how, how down here? Not too bad. I actually have my workbench cleared off. Uh, worked on that uh, UHF uh, amplifier I got in Huntsville. It had a bad power switch and got that replaced. And uh, also got that tube tester all tuned up and refurbished and got it rolling. And uh, so I've got all my Huntsville stuff pretty much tested and cleaned and off the bench, which means I get to start building stuff soon. Well, that's good. Um, now, what tubes were you going to check with that? In, in a, well, your HW-16 or something? Or? I, yeah, I bought an HW-16 and an HG-10 VFO that I want to... Arduino eyes and give it a digital display and some things like that. Yeah. And uh, want to keep as many of the tubes as I can, of course. You know, I'm probably going to keep them all. And, oh, yeah. uh, 
you know, figured it'd you know, be you know, be nice to have a tube tester if I'm going to be playing around with tubes a little bit. For what? I think I paid 20 bucks for this one, and by the time I'm all done, I can actually flip it and make some money. So. Yeah, well, I, I got rid of a really nice modern uh, B&K uh, tube tester here a few years ago. I didn't think I'd ever need it. Uh, you know, um, I don't know if that, that checker will check your transmit tubes or not. I'm sure it's good for all your other tubes that are in those radios. Have you have you checked to see if it would do the output tubes or anything? I don't think it will. And, uh, it, it does some. Uh, it doesn't do the output tube on the HW16, which is an old... TV sweep tube. Well, I was going to say it might do the sweep tube. Uh, I was thinking more of things like 6146s and stuff like that. I don't think it's got a 6146 no, socket. No. Technically, you can add that socket. It does have a blank spot. Uh, yeah. But technically, you could do it, but I don't think it does it from the factory. Yeah. Okay. Well, very good. All right. Well, we're going to have a fun uh, segment here in a little while. Stupid is as stupid does. That's the name of the segment, if I got that right. We'll do that in a minute. Let's jump down and see Bill a minute. Hey, Bill, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing C fine. Come on in here. Uh, there he is. I've been uh, just spending some time this evening on the Hyfer band, and uh, I have a few screenshots or two I could show you later in the show of uh, what I picked up today uh, listening to the Hyfer band on just below 20 meters. <clears throat> so there's okay. a number of hands, and... Uh, non-hams down there uh sending whisper and slow cw and um it's quite a quite a lot of fun well that would uh that'll be really interesting uh the hyperband i guess that's what you call it it's it's like whisper except it's for unlicensed people so i didn't even know that was around well, is it is that something bill is that something that has just come out uh, a new uh deal come out or has it been out a while it's been out a while. Uh, you've heard of the loafer band, yeah. and there's something called that's around 136 kilohertz, and that's a license-free segment. And then there's the Medfer band, which is around 1700 or so hertz. Um, and then uh, there's the Heifer band, which is around 13.555 megahertz. It's a little 14 kilohertz wide uh, slot. And uh, it's uh, license-free, but you have to keep your uh, power level down to about 5 milliwatts. So um, we've been, uh, yeah, they used to just basically send CW, and if the band was really hot, you could hear it. Now, uh, with the slow CW and the whisper, you can really see some weak signals. So uh, I can show you some screenshots later on that. Okay, we'll, uh, we'll surely look at that in a little while. Okay, very good. Um, well, let's just jump right into first things first, or let's do second things first tonight, since, uh, you know, since we've got uh, Scott with us, we've got, uh, he goes by Hyde, if you see him in the chat room, I think it's Hyde, but it's Scott uh, Satterfield, WX4HYD is with us uh, tonight, and he has uh, been working with me to come over to the East Tennessee Ham Fest. Where I'll be speaking over there, and uh, I'm gonna be launching one of Bill's uh, trackers uh, if the weather's good there. So let's bring uh, Scott in. Uh, Scott doesn't have a uh, camera. Uh, he told me he had a what a face for radio. I think he said, uh, "Come on in here, Scott. How you doing, Scott?" Hey Tom, I'm doing. I'm doing fantastic. 
brother. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, definitely appreciate all the help you gave in the last uh, couple of months. Been a big help. I appreciate it. Well, and hey, we're looking forward to it. Uh, you know, to uh, to come over there. I can't wait. It's this coming weekend. Now, I don't help. Were you in Huntsville uh, this past uh, Hamfest? I was. Um, just kind of in and out. I, I started to come over and talk to you, but man, you were so busy all the time. I kind of hated to. to man, I, on you. I tell you, you know, I I was I was trying to. Th- think if i met you in person uh but i i don't think i did so i don't know i don't i i i guess uh, we're just gonna have to run run into each other when i get over there because i don't know what you look like man yeah we'll we'll, we'll get hooked up all right now okay so uh We'll talk. Let's talk a little about some details here first i'm coming over uh it's gonna be at the fairgrounds uh, you got parking there for people? Oh yeah, we've got tons of parking. All right, uh, uh, we've actually got three different fields that we can park people in that we hope uh, hope get filled up. Okay, now I think you'd mention have have you got me some parking up close to the building? We do. Um, okay, where we'll have you park and and the, some of the other vendors is actually right behind where we're going to bring you in so you'll be maybe i don't know a hundred feet okay vehicle. and that'll be that'll be great that that's good um so when i get there to the to the uh to the gate they'll know to let me in and tell me where to go right oh yeah okay yeah, very good told, v- very good and, yeah well, look. Tell us a little bit. I've got your website. The uh, uh, website here pulled up for the uh, Sevier County Amateur Radio Club. Now, isn't this multiple clubs putting this on? Yeah, it's two clubs. It's uh, my club, the Lakeway Amateur Radio Club, which usually does the Morristown Ham Fest. Yeah. And uh, the Sevier County Club. Uh, we decided to come together to uh, to do a big, big end of the sort of end of the year. Uh, get together and it's definitely been interesting working with a working with a different or another club having to go in to do to you know we've always had the uh, the luxury of you know we make a decision and it's ours and and we go with it but uh you know running running things through two different sets of ears is a, a really good thing sometimes and sometimes uh it's in stumbling box. It really made me uh, respect even more the guys and gals that puts on these big, big, big hand fests, uh, the, the trials that they go through. Oh, yeah. Well, and this is uh, your first one as a group together. Uh, it'll grow. Just stick with it. Uh, hey, I noticed KM4MPF Sales is going to be there now. I was only, I only became aware of this guy during Huntsville, and, man, he has a big operation. Yeah, Jim. Jim's a really good guy. Yeah, he uh, he's got quite of uh, quite a bit of stuff he brings uh, as a dealer, and uh, man, he uh, some operation. I was really impressed with him there. So I'm pulling uh, up your uh, your uh, page here. It's going to be Sevierville, uh, and it's going to be the 25th. That's next Saturday. They're at the fairgrounds. <clears throat> 
And uh, yeah. oh, look at there, man! We got the pictures of me on your your site there. Look, uh, yeah, we're going to talk a little about uh, uh, a, a couple of things. We're going to talk about ham radio uh, and what it kind of has meant to me, and we'll talk a little about uh, uh, the last thing I got into, which is uh, the uh, the uh, Pico balloons, the high altitude balloons, and at your request, uh, we're going to launch one of Bill's trackers. Uh, is that at two o'clock or one o'clock? Um, yeah. we've got it scheduled for two. Okay. Just whenever you, you get it up in there. Okay. There is a lot of people up here that is really, really looking forward to that. Um, yeah. Well, and we hope the weather is good. Uh, and we will, uh, we'll definitely give it a, give it a try there. So, uh, uh, again, uh, you've got facilities in case it does rain. We can be inside. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, which we're lucky. Severable kind of brings its own its own level of advertising with it because there is absolutely literally everything under the planet to do in Severable and Pigeon Forge. Yeah. But um, we have we have gotten a really big response out of this. Well, I was just wondering. I mean, could could you guys did you try to contact Dolly Parton if she wanted to come? Well, you know, we were going to, but, you know, she's been so busy lately. Yeah. We figured, you know. Well, um, anyway, well, that's, maybe it's better she's not there. We can do more hamming, I guess, right here. Well, look, man, <laughs> hey, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. We'll, uh, it's going to be, uh, let's see, it's probably going to be about a six, seven-hour drive for us, I think, from Memphis. Uh, we should be there by maybe 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, depending on what time we get out of here. And uh, uh, looking forward to it. We'll uh, check in the hotel. And uh, uh, sometime after 8 o'clock, we will uh, mosey over or drive over, yeah, drive over to, uh, to the, to the uh, fairground. Yeah, we're looking forward to having you. Uh, uh, so is everybody else. It's... Uh like I said, we've gotten a really big response out of uh, folks. We were kind of a little timid about, unfortunately, the only day that the fairgrounds had available for us mm -hmm. was, happens to be the same day that, you know, they're doing the DXCC up in the Pigeon Forge, and we were really worried that that was going to hurt us. But uh, I, I think, if anything, it may have helped us a little bit because we've had a lot of people tell us that, hey, we're going to stop in. Because you, you you literally have to come by where we're at, get on up into Pigeon Forge. So uh, yeah, we're yeah. excited about it, man. We really are. Well, we're gonna have fun there. I'm, I'm glad you were able to get on here with us tonight, and uh, we'll uh, we'll be heading that way soon. Everybody, hey, go to their web page. Uh, if you'll just put in, if you'll just key in in Google East Tennessee uh, East Tennessee Ham Fest, this page will come up. And uh, you'll get more information on it here. Uh, 6 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Sevier County Fairground. So uh, that should uh, that should bring some people out there. You know, and we're going to launch. We're going to bring some helium this time, Bill. We, we're going to use helium. We're we're used to using hydrogen, but uh, we didn't want to blow you guys up. So we're going to bring helium. Now, <laughs> the problem the problem we have with helium is there's always a little helium left over in the tank 
and um, there's always a little left over in the tank. And uh, I've got a little short clip here of the last uh, the last launch where we had a little helium left over. And uh, I don't know if you guys are going to hear it remotely there or not, but I'll try to feed some audio back to you. So let, let's see. Here we go. Here we go. Ich habe keine Ahnung, ob das funktioniert, aber wenn es funktioniert, ähm, dann ist das ein Geniestreich. Muss man das jetzt eigentlich? Wrong button, wrong button, wrong button. That's usually uh, that's usually what happens when we have a little left over. I don't know if you guys saw it. Could you? I can see some of us doing that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that may be the highlight of the ham fest here. You know, just get some guys ready, okay? And uh, I there guess. There you go, for real. I guess what they did right there, they just kind of blew a few bubbles there in their beer and uh, and drink it. It, it was amazing. Uh, it was amazing the effect that they got from that. All right. Anything else you want to tell us, uh, uh, Hyde, before uh, uh, before we move on? Uh, not really. Just uh, like I said, I appreciate all the, the info and the uh, advertisement you've been giving us on the show, and we really look forward to having you. And anybody in the East Tennessee area, come on out. We'll have a big old time. Well, all right, man. Hey, appreciate it. Stick around with us if you want to uh, for the rest of the show. Uh, we're not sure what we're going to do tonight. It'd probably go off the rail a couple times with Lynn here. It usually does. Hey, um, okay. All right. So I thought tonight we would do something a little different. Uh, tonight we have a segment we're going to call Stupid Is As Stupid Does. You have been in my lab again. Have I? Well, you know what? Um... I thought a whole lot about you when we put this together, and uh, you're going to help me, and Bill is going to help me to uh, discuss what we look at here, okay? <laughs> All right. Now, if you did mix a little hydrogen with that, you might get about the same result right there. Okay. All right. Let's just see what we got here. Let's see what we got going here. Okay. We're going to talk about electrical today and what you can and can't do with electrical. Hey, that's that's behind my uh, ham shack table. Well, you know, I was going to say uh, that, that that's under the uh, that's under the uh, studio uh, webcast bench right here. I've got four or five of those. Yeah. You know, it's amazing how many cords you have to plug in. Why don't uh, you know? I, but you know, the only thing wrong with that is that orange one. You need another one on the other side to balance it because you see how it's leaning and the electrons have to climb up uh, the hill to get yeah, that Yeah. Well, you know, that really that may not be as bad as it looks because if each one of those wires, the cords there is only pulling, say, 10 watts, you know. You may not be pulling more than 100 watts there, you know. I mean, that'd be equal to just one lamp plugged in. So, I don't know, but but we'll... Uh, He's still got room for at least a triple outlet on the top one. Well, what I do, I plug three or four triple outlets in together. You know, yeah, I got one thing plugged in that top outlet. That's hogging all the electricity. I know it. I know it. I know it there, man. I know it. 
Alright, so look, now here we go. This is, this is probably my favorite right here. And I've had this picture a long time. And it pops up every now and then. I, I, I do believe this is a European plug. I think that I'm looking at that round plug there, and I think it's probably the, the European plug. Uh, 220 volts. Yeah, I think I think it's 220 volt. Now I'm not sure if that swimming pool is salt water pool or a regular or or or, or uh, you know uh, plain water. Now um, uh, I don't know. I think I think that would make a difference how I see it: salt water versus plain water. You know. But now the sandals provide some uh, insulation there. So yeah, you know. yeah. They do have some protections from the footwear. Now, I, I learned in school, I learned in school that water is not a conductor of electricity. Uh, it's the impurities in the water. So I think if you had pure water there, it probably wouldn't conduct very much. But if that's salt water, and it looks a little salty to me, uh, that, uh, yeah, I that, that, that doesn't look too, too good. They've... they've, they've Poured a few beers in there by accident. That would probably help too. So. Well, a few beers and maybe a few other, and maybe a few as long beers. As he's holding that glass insulating bottle, he should be okay. Yeah, it, there may be a few beers and there may be a few other things in there too that I can't mention right now. Yeah. All right, let's let's just let's let's just move on here. Now this is uh this is a good Samaritan in the neighborhood, right here. So. It looks to me like the transformers have exploded and caught on fire here, and we're going to put it out right here. So, um, you know, what's the what's the chances he'll do a good job here? Uh, probably a better awesome. chance that he'll win the Darwin Award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe so. Um, you know, when my dad was, uh, you know, a teenager, and they were fooling around the barn. Uh, there was a light socket there, and they decided to uh, to uh, pee in it. To oh see boy! If they could get it to spark, yeah. it's a wonder that I'm here today as a result of that. Yeah, yeah. Although that could explain some of my behaviors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It 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 could, Bill. It really could. <laughs> All right, let's look at this. Now, this right here, this is something they really don't teach you, like in electrical engineering or whatever, but I think they should teach it. What you always need to do, you need to have your partner with a big club right there. And that way, if something does go wrong, either he can knock you off of it or he can knock knock the uh, the wire off of you. So I, I thought that this is... I believe is, this is in the handbook of standard electrical practice. Isn't it, Glenn? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if the ele- you have to have a stick like that to get the electrons beat so they stay in order. Oh, man. You can't right. have stray electrons. they got to stay in a line and use that stick to beat them into line. All right. I think All that's right. in Chapter 2 of the IEEE uh, Handbook. Maybe. You, you, you know, I, I, I tell you, though, I, I am a senior member of the IEEE, but I, I've never seen that picture. I have to, I'll have to go back and look and... And, and see if I can find it. All right, here we go. Now, this is uh, interesting. It looks like some really big cable they brought up those buses, and it just wouldn't make the turn there. So uh, they just kind of extended it with some, uh, looks like some galvanized screws, which I guess will work. Yeah, I don't see anything really majorly wrong here. 
I think they needed to use a little bit thicker screw. I was going to say, those could act as a fuse. Yeah. <laughs> Probably about a 200-amp fuse. But well, you know what? I, I haven't thought about that. And we're going to talk about fuses in a minute. But I, I hadn't thought about I that. That wire know. right there is a lot larger than the uh, the, 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 <laughs> the bolt. So you're, you're absolutely right. I did not notice I, I that. I believe that's a poor man's fuse. I did not notice that. Now, we got some poor man fuses coming up here. Oh, I hope you've got the one that has the auditory. Oh well, I, I don't, I don't have that one, but we'll talk about it. Yeah, everybody probably has done this in their lifetime, right here. You know, you get these big double alt wires, and you just can't twist those suckers together, and uh, and 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 you know. A good old hose rated the hose clamp. A good old hose clamp really will do the job there, and uh, it'll hold that together. And you can also tuck other little wires under there, you know, make connection right there. So, I thought that's a pretty slick uh, idea right there. Now here's here's one, Bill. Here's one kind of going back to what we talked about a minute ago. Now, if you're a mechanic and you have a nice socket set, you know. Uh, yeah, this and guy. This wondered where your ten millimeter socket really. Went. Yeah, this guy must have had a lot of sockets because they're all of them looking. I think that's about a thousand amp fuse, wouldn't you say? Glenn? Yeah, or yeah, more. Very it, slow it, blow. it may be. <laughs> yeah, it may be more than a thousand amp, and it definitely is slow blow. <clears throat> all right. Now. I actually believe this could be encoded here. I, I really think it might be. Well, I, it would be if you take the paper label off the outside. Well, I don't. I don't know. Uh, this this definitely might fall within code. They've got conduit coming into this metal enclosure. It's probably like a four-inch can. Now you can only do so many uh, splices in, in a, a certain area there, but I, it, it looks like you're doing okay. Now I don't know if they got a plastic top that goes on there or what, but th that that uh, what, is, what, 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 what kind of can is I got a what, what kind of can is that? That's such uh, 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 what is that? A fish can? Yeah, you know, we probably start, use duct tape to start, cover it, Tom. That, so, uh, yep. Okay, duct tape might, might well, duct tape might work. Now the silver coated duct tape. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Now <laughs> I've actually almost seen this before somewhere, and I know when I was growing up, uh, you know, in a hand back in the '60s, um, the coax I had back in the '60s, which I still have some of. It was probably 50 years old when I got it. And, uh, I've had that happen with Coax. Yeah, I can remember water when I was a kid. I was a teenager. I can remember water coming out my coax, you know, and uh, it just got it. I didn't know anything about sealing the end of the coax when I when I put that up. But uh, well, that's... Know, uh, actually, there's nothing really wrong with that because you've got more water coming out of the ground than anything else. So you're okay. I, maybe maybe so. Maybe so. I don't know, man. Now, mm -hmm. I, I, had, uh, I heard this story about a fellow who had a, uh, a high-gain antenna, big, uh, like a six-element uh, HF Yagi on a tower that was uh, extendable tower. 
But he had to make sure that he had the antenna pointing north when he retracted his power to yeah. avoid hitting the power lines. Oh, man. Oh. oh. And one day, the wind started kicking up, Santa Ana winds, and they can get pretty severe. So he threw the switch to uh, retract his power, but he forgot to change it towards north. And he said that all the sockets in his ham shack turned cherry red, and his radios turned cherry red. <laughs> and after a while, sparks were flying out of his wallet. I can uh, I can imagine. So. And uh, it was 14,000 volts or more. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what that was on the high tension. Maybe it's 30,000 volts, 28,000. Yeah. It, it did a number on his handshake. Well, mm, man, that's tough. Now, again, you know, even changing light bulbs can be a challenge at times. So you... Just I like always, the ladders extension. That is the always really practice. Yeah, always practice I, I, safety. I bet you can buy that on Amazon. Yeah, always practice safety there. That looks like Home Depot extensions right there. Yeah, at least he balanced it out. Yeah, he didn't use yeah, cinder yeah, blocks. I mean, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. See, my my problem right now is my balance at my age. My balance isn't real good. I don't think I could stand on the top of that ladder. To tell you the truth. Well, see, there's where he's gone wrong, is you're not supposed to stand, you know, on that top rope. Well, you're not supposed to, that's for sure. Now, there is, the National Electrical Code does specify uh, a maximum number of connections per specific size boxes. Well, that's nowhere near it. I don't know what But I, I think I think they can get a few more in there. Now, I tell you what, I've changed, you know, we've all changed out receptacles and switches. And just with two wires, four wires, you know how hard it is to cram that thing back in the back in the wall and, you know, tighten it down. This guy's going to have a real problem when he pushes that switch back in there. I I know that for sure. <laughs> yeah, that could be a problem. We're going to have a problem. We'll just put the switch in another box and run wire to it. Now, this guy right here, here, here's a, uh, this is an interesting thing here. If you have a pool, if you have a pool and you have a light over the pool, how do you get to the light fixture? Well, now I don't know if he's in a shallow end or the deep end. I I, I imagine that he's in a shallow end, so you need a pretty he's good ladder. deep, whichever end it's in. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, what was that? What was that, Bill? I say he's in deep. Oh yeah, he's in deep. In. He's in. He's in deep for sure. There. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like the way he used the other ladder as the way to get across the water onto that one. Oh yeah. Now the pictures are really the pictures are really getting good here. Have you noticed the theme: water and electricity? Well, this is probably the most convenient fuse box I've ever seen. The lights go out, you're in the shower, it's dark, yep. what do you do? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what's, the only thing wrong with that is you don't have a cover over the fuse box and you don't have a flashlight. I, you, the, I was just going to say, you, you need, need a, a flashlight. You, so you can stand in the water and yeah. you stand in the water and flip it open and then hit the fuse. Yeah. All right, well... It is, you have to admit, it is in a handy place. And, you know, I tell you, some, some of these little houses that are a little small that you're building like now. and has got the electrical you know, outlet in you the know, sink. Small house, I mean, you know, I mean, 
sometimes you have to you, do you put the breaker box outside the house or you put it inside the house sometimes you know you but put you it in a closet that, that has the look of a hotel with that full-on clothesline there and yeah. curved upper bar oh yeah now do you ever had a weak breaker when it kind of tripped a lot you know well, you know, I'm going to use this because I had a wall socket short out on me, and whenever I flip that fuse on, yeah. it immediately pops back. Yeah. And uh, if I hold it for just a second or two, sparks start flying out of the uh, breaker. But if I had a way of securing it securely like that, it might work. Well, yeah, there I mean, there are various. Look, Bill, this is not the only yeah, way. All that would glow cherry red, but you know, this is this is not the only. down, but the breaker won't trip. This is not the only way to hold a breaker on. There there are other ways that you can you you do to hold breakers on. <laughs> you just got to what that little hole through the breaker is for you know, hold that hold it on so <laughs> i yeah it's made seeing tie wire through it i think you know hold it yeah. on yeah 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 well, okay. the only problem he's done with this is he didn't use the flat rock on the top there yeah yeah you know that can wobble and which which will let it drop it could drop and the power would go out for sure right. yeah 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 now this looks like some type of european socket right here <laughs> you know uh, yeah, that's a pig in the poke well, there, that, boy. I was just going to say, that's a, a new version of a ham shack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a that is a ham outlet right there. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a ham outlet. All right. Now, you know... That's an electric dryer. Multi-purpose, you know. That's I one mean, of the first electric dryers, right there. What a perfect usage for a fan dipole when the bands are dead. That's right, and you know what? Hey, you know what? They might just clip on that sucker for an antenna too, if they were a ham. You know, I mean, look, it's up, up nice and high. Just run your wire out and, there and, and power all in one. Yeah, yeah, run, run your wire out there and take well, your hose clamp. Run the internet over power yeah. lines. Yeah. Surely, could run ham radio over power lines. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, what do we got here? Let me look. Uh, oh, it's a screwdriver. It's a screwdriver. Yeah. That, that's a screwdriver fuse. Yeah. That'll do it. That's, um... Yeah, but the question is, you know, do you use a Phillips or a slot? Well, I think it's a straight blade because, look, you grab that handle down here. It's like a knife switch. You can flip it yeah. up or down, see? Yeah. yeah, that that would be... That's that's the perfect... That'd be a great knife switch, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's, a, that's a knife switch. Now, I'm not sure what I'm even looking at here. Um, I can't really tell. It's That's a socket set. I, I, I can't tell what he's doing with it. He's got the bottom socket, the ratchet. He's got it. He's got like in one of the, like, like L, L3 or L2, whatever you call that. And it comes over and it touches... Another ratchet. I guess it just goes up and touches that wire up there. I guess. Yeah, that's for azimuth elevation adjustments on your incoming power. I I guess so. Yep. All right. Now you know we had the uh, we had the breaker box in the shower earlier. 
But look, man, what oh, if you, you what if you'd like to plug a hair dryer or something in? I mean, this is this yeah, is even sure. better. This is better than the breaker box. To tell you the truth. Uh, that's convenient, right yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, how, how convenient, you know? Yeah. I don't no, see anything wrong with that. You're worried about the only thing wrong with that is you got up. the drain in the floor there. Now you can't keep the. You just got to make sure that the water level stays uh, uh, below the top socket, so you can at least put yeah. one thing in. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, all right, I think that ends our, uh, that ends our segment. The one of the, uh, of the rifle shell is a... You know, I don't have the one with, the, like, the 22 shell or whatever, the 22 long rifle. Yeah, it's uh, called a fuse with an audible alarm. But you know, you know what, uh, I don't know if you, you know, if you guys are watching Mythbusters, Mythbusters did a show where they put the 22 long rifle cartridges in a car... In the uh, in you know the clip-on fuses, because the 22 long rifles about the same size as the regular, uh, the regular fuse, and uh, I don't think they had to force one. They had to really force it. I don't think they could make it go off in the car. I think they actually ended up running a lot of high current or something through one. And I think they did pop it, uh, but that's been a long time ago. So I hope you guys uh, enjoyed that. That was uh, a segment on. Uh, uh, how do what? Stupid is no. What's the deal? Stupid is as stupid does. Stupid is as stupid are or something like it. Anyway, maybe we'll have that. Maybe we'll have a segment like that a little bit more often, right there. Um. Hey, let me uh, ask everybody real quick. I forgot to do this beginning of the show. Uh, first of all, do we have any new people in the chat room? Anybody new tonight? Would love to hear from you. Uh, give us a. Uh, a little note in the chat room if you're new with us and I'd like to request everybody if you will please hit the subscribe button that really helps us out uh, there if you hit the subscribe button on the video uh, we're also uh, broadcasting our show on international shortwave we're on uh, 7490 kilohertz every Thursday between 5 and 7 p.m. Eastern time on WBCQ out of Monticello Maine. So uh, if you get a chance, tune us in and uh, listen to the show on uh, on Thursdays. Uh, we also have our shows also on nearly every podcast carrier out there from iTunes to uh, whatever. It, just about any podcast carrier out there uh, has Amateur Radio Roundtable. And uh, we have a lot of people actually that listen to the show and they don't watch it. They just listen to the show. I guess they're driving across the country or or whatever. We've got Mike in here. Mike, uh, N3VOP. Mike says he's new to the channel. Uh, he'll be at the Hamfest also. So, hey, Mike, I hope we get to meet you there at uh, Sevierville. Please come by and see us. And uh, uh, I'll probably have my red shirt on or my blue shirt on. It has my call here. So uh, you'll, uh, you'll see us here. So... Um, yeah, thanks for uh, joining us tonight, and uh, hit that subscribe button, and please hit the like button if uh, if you like the uh, channel. It really helps us out here. Okay. Um, one, of the, one of the people in the chat room said that that socket set was a no-blow fuse. A no-blow fuse. Not a slow blow, but it was a real slow or a no-blow, right? Okay. Yeah, well, 
you know, there's just times like Mills, you know, wall outlet. There are times where you just need it to not blow. A no-blow fuse. That's all right, man. Well, you know, hey, if anybody out there runs across any crazy pictures like this, send them to us, and we'll try to have a segment kind of regularly on these type things. And uh, I think sometimes they're fun to look at and talk about. And uh, I looked on the Internet today, and there's thousands out there, believe me. Gosh, there's thousands. There's, there's thousands out there. Okay. All right. Uh, let me see what else I have uh, queued up here. Let's see. Well, while you're doing that, I'll do a little promo here. Okay, go right ahead. This week, um, on the 23rd, which I believe is tomorrow. No, 23rd, 25th is Saturday, Saturday, Friday, Thursday. Hey, when you live here, you don't know what day of the week it is. That's true. That'd be Thursday. Thursday. Uh, On org in their Eclectic Tech podcast, um, they're going to be interviewing me. So let's just see how far off we can take ARRL off the rails. All right. And, uh, also, you know, be sure and uh, take a look at buying my new book. Apparently it's selling really well. They haven't even sent me my copies of it yet. It's selling so good. So They'll charge you for it. <laughs> all, all right. Well, well great. Man. Great. So, hey, uh, I'm, I'm going to be... When we go from, um, we're going to Sevierville for the Hamfest. Uh, we're going over Friday. We'll be there Saturday for the Hamfest, and then we're going over to our home in Western North Carolina for about a week. We're going to do the show next week. I'm going to do the show from North Carolina, and we're going to test out our new secret weapon, where the show is all on one PC. Not one, two, three, four PCs and mixers and all this stuff. It's all going to be on one little PC. And we're going to do the show from North Carolina next uh, Tuesday night from there. We're going to see how it works. Uh, I, I love I love the way it looks, the way, the way it works with the browser. Uh, it's going to really give us a lot of... Uh, 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 great opportunities to do walk-arounds and different things uh, and uh, connect them back into the show. Uh, one of the things that I have thought all week, Bill and Glenn, was this uh, this new app that I'm wanting to use uh, runs on Windows. But if I bring the phone system in on the same Windows... Now Windows fights on who gets the audio, you know, who gets the mic, who gets the speaker, and so forth. So um, I fought that with virtual cables for about four days. I spent eight hours a day for about four days. Just about got sick. I, I, it was really lousy. It sounded really bad. And then I found a, a piece of software, which is a, a software mixer that runs on the PC, and it had virtual inputs and outputs, so I didn't have to use virtual cables. And I got it working. I could bring the phone line into the show. It sounded great. I could bring the show back to the phone line. It sounded great. Um, but um, when I, as the host, was on there, I couldn't keep feedback from happening. I, I was always hearing a little echo, and it's because there are just too many audio channels that are trying to crisscross. So I'm probably not going to be able to use uh, the phone system or 
are probably not. And I got I got um, Zoom working with it too, but I still had the audio issue. So What's I'm tired of fighting the it. Finding audio it. mixer, Tom. The what? What's the name of that audio mixer program? That audio mixer is called Sound Meter. M E E T E R. Sound Meter. Banana. Banana. Sound meter banana. And let me tell you, it's a really, it's really a neat program. You got, you got uh, uh, three uh, hardware inputs to it, where you can actually select and put your mic anything on it. And you got a couple virtual, and and you got sliders to for all the audio, and and uh, like the mic here. If I wanted to go to uh, uh, virtual channel B, I did, there's a little button by the mic, uh, A, B, A1, A2, A3, B1, B2, and you just select where you want. It's like a matrix. You can just select and move stuff around. It's just really great. But anyway, so the program's going to work real fine for us. What was that? You probably should have bought the orange version. The banana's got that loop back too. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're going to listen. The, 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 it will, if, as long as we have enough content in the show, to fill up the show, this thing will work fine, and it'll work fine for Hamfest and different things like that. Uh, I will continue to use this expensive wirecast and stuff for our show here, but uh, that other little app is going to give us just tremendous flexibility to bring better remote shows. It's real hard to pack up, you know, four four computers that are all networked with wireless mic systems with compressor systems with mixer systems uh and all this stuff it's it's real hard to uh to pack this up and carry it off because uh, i never get it all cabled back up again and then when i come home i have to set it all back up so anyway it's yeah it's called sound meter sound meter m-e-e-t-r sound meter banana i think it's sound meter it may be voice meter it may be voice meter i'm not I think it is voice meter, but it's a neat little program. It's really a neat little program, and it's free. Yeah, okay, so uh, next uh, Tuesday, we're going to have a show from there. Katie says she'll be back. So, uh, again, guys, I'm going to be working. I'm in the mountains, the Blue Ridge Mountains over there, DSL. I think I've got something like 7 megs down and 768 up. Uh, but we're going to see how this new app works, and we'll bring Katie and Glenn in and, and Bill and even Alan, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll see how it works. Uh, looking real forward to it here. I'm going to be setting up over there and doing some hamming, so uh, while I'm over there uh, next week, uh, guys, uh, follow us on our Facebook group, W5KUB. And um, I will have a antenna up. I can work any band over there. I'll take my 7300 with me. And I'll sit out on the porch there, and I will uh, I'll be making contacts uh, all day, most every day. Uh, hopefully the weather's going to be nice and cool. Uh, I have ham friends over there. Uh, I, I, uh, there's a ham club over there that I've uh, attended and even presented at. And... Uh, I met a good friend over there, uh, Jeff, uh, KM4QBC. He's a pastor uh, over there, and uh, uh, I met him, and he came over uh, to the house one night, and uh, we, we actually started a show from the house one night. I'm going to play about 30 seconds of the show that we had from the Blue Ridge Mountains, and we had, Je- we had uh, Jeff and his son, Brandy, 
a Brady, uh, uh, Jeff Sahan, open the show. He is, they are two of the three possums. So uh, here we go. And this is what it looked like back then. I may try to do a whole show from there and uh, maybe invite the whole gang from out there. Uh, but here we go. Tom Medlin, W5KUB, and this is the Amateur Radio Roundtable. And today is July 24th, and we're coming to you from the Blue Ridge Mountains in North Carolina. Uh, we welcome everybody, and we're going to open a show with two of the three dead possums. So that was uh, what it was like on the front porch over there one night when we did the show. And, uh, man, we had fun. I, I, I enjoyed that. Uh, you may not be into that kind of music, but uh, it was uh, it was a lot of fun to have some real live music going on there. So I don't know if Jeff's watching tonight. Uh, he said he might tune in tonight. So, Jeff, if you're watching, you had your, you had your uh, video again on... Uh, Amateur Radio Roundtable. Uh, let's see. So, Bill, why don't we talk about, real quick, um, tell you what, we'll take just a quick break, and then we'll talk about this uh, tracking that you, you want to talk about. So, we'll be right back. Everybody stand by. Contests remotely are from the comfort of your home. ICOM has the perfect base station ready for action. The IC9700, the IC7610, and the IC7300 transceivers are top of the line and are the first choice for contesters across the globe. Robust base stations like these cut through pileups, letting you work the bands and record those contacts. Stay connected and keep your competitive contesting edge with ICOM. Heard it, worked it, logged it. Create your own band openings with the 9700. This transceiver brings direct sampling to the UHF VHF weak signal world. It's loaded with innovative features that are sure to keep you busy. It has faster processors, higher input gain, higher display resolution, and a cleaner signal. Check out the large touchscreen, the spectrum scope waterfall, smooth satellite operation with 99 channels, and it has full duplex operation in satellite mode. The IC7610 is the SDR that every ham wants. This is a high-performance SDR, and it can pick out the faintest signals even in the presence of stronger adjacent signals. The 7610 is a direct sampling software-defined radio that will change the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. It has RF direct sampling and independent dual receivers. The IC7300 changed the way entry-level HF is designed. High-performance innovative HF transceiver with a compact design will far exceed your expectations. It has RF direct sampling, 15 discrete bandpass filters, a large touchscreen, real-time spectrum scope. Visit www.icomamerica.com amateur for more information on ICOM radios. 
LDG Electronics provides state-of-the-art antenna tuners for every amateur need. From QRP to QRO, fixed station, portable and remote. Matching your radio to your antenna using our lightning-fast proprietary tuning algorithms. LDG is a family-owned and operated company dedicated to bringing innovative, quality products to the amateur market. Our focus is on anticipating and meeting our customers' needs and providing them with world-class support as they install and use our products. All LDG products carry a full two-year warranty that is fully transferable when you sell it, with no paperwork required. Support is only a phone call or email away. We're always here to help you. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com. All right, and we are back, and uh, let's talk with Bill a minute. Bill, tell me about that new tracking place that's, you don't have to well, have a license. You don't have to have a, have a license anymore. For it's a license-free uh, segment called the Heifer Band. They've got a, a Medfer Band, a Loafer Band. The Loafer Band's around 136 kilohertz. The Medfer is around 1,700, 1.7 megahertz, and then... Uh, there's a special place called Heifer, also license-free, as long as you don't go with 5 milliwatts. And uh, it's uh, 14 kilohertz wide, just below the 20-meter band, at 13.555, plus or minus. And most activity right now is around 13.555-200 to 13.555-800. And... Um, so what you want to do is set up, if you're listening to the whisper, there's about four or five whisper stations on that, in that narrow segment. And I'll show you here if I can screen share. Okay. You'll have to uh, allow me to screen share. All right. Here we go. Show you an example or two. Here we go. That okay, um, can you see that, Tom? Well, it says you have started screen sharing, but I don't see a screen yet. Have you got a screen up? I mean, there it is now, it came up, it's up now. Yeah, all right. Uh, delay. Okay, so this is um, listening to that segment. Um, uh, you tuned to 13.553.90. I'll put that in the chat room. Upper sideband. So 13.553.90. And then uh, run your typical whisper programs. Uh, WSJT-X or the old WSPR program. In this case, I'm showing the WSPR program. And on the right there, you see a little segment of Whisper, and then there's four QRSS signals, which is slow-speed CW. There's QRSS3, which is a DIT, is three seconds long. And then there's QRSS6, and that bit is six seconds long. Man, so that is long. The first, the first one at the top of the screen there, uh, just to the right of that 
end of the whisper signal, uh, you'll see three dits uh, and a dash dash dot dot. So those dits are three seconds long, and that's Mark SZX. That's K-A-9-S-Z-X. I'm tuned into a radio in uh, Utah that's got a beam that's heading towards the east. On uh, the, the Kiwi SDR radios, I'm tuned into one of those receiving that this evening. And you can see Mark signal, uh, SZX, uh, and then right below it is K3, and that's K3SIW. And then below that, you'll see ELK. So Mark is in uh, Macomb, Illinois. Uh, SK3SIW, right below Mark, is in Elgin, Illinois. And then I'm in Huntsville, Alabama, down there, just down below. And then below that, there's another guy, WM, and I can't remember exactly where he's at. But these are, so there's quite a few signals in there that are coming through. And uh, so um, it's a fun band. Uh, now that They've been using uh, the slow CW and the whisper modes. Uh, we're able to see a lot more reports. Uh, back in the good old days when there wasn't any whisper and there wasn't any slow CW to speak of, they just had Morse code beacons running on this band segment, and it took a pretty good band opening for them to be heard. Now, occasionally, I do send with my, my uh, tracker... I modified one of my sky tracker boards to do this. So it transmits whisper for two minutes, then it sends a slow CW, then it sends two minutes of regular CW at 10 words a minute, then it sends the slow CW. So, and it just repeats that every 10 minutes. And then every 20, every 10 minutes, it switches to 20 meters, sends whisper on the 20 meter whisper band. And then it flips back to the hyper band because I'm frequency agile. So that's so. Then you can go uh, to whispernet.org and look at your uh, reports that you're picking up on 20 meters and get a pretty good idea of what parts of the country are picking you up the best. Then you can go and find one of those remote uh, web SDRs and tune it to 13.553.90 and and then listen for it remotely on the internet. Um, and so I just basically say, hey, Utah is coming in good, or Vermont's coming in good, and I find those radios online, and then I can see what people are seeing. And, of course, I have this running, receiving at my house, too, when I'm not transmitting. But this is a, a little 5-milliwatt a transmitter. I, my SkyTracker puts out 20 milliwatts, so I have a little attenuator on it. Or if you have a lot of coax loss, uh, long, ring, long run of coax, that'll do the same thing. Uh, although I modified my sky tracker to lower the power level internally down to about 10 milliwatts. Uh, anyways, so it doesn't take much attenuation to meet the goal. So I think Mark's uh, running a, a vertical antenna, a homebrew vertical antenna. He's got it all mounted. Uh, when we go to group share, he can show you some pictures of how he's got it mounted outside uh, the house in a waterproof box. So, uh, anyways, this is kind of what we've been doing, and uh, it's a lot of fun to see uh, how extremely low power propagation works 
on this license-free band. Most people here are hams. There's BA, BA3ROM, WA1EDJ, K3SIW, and K9SCX, and myself. So, um, and there's uh, one or two more. There sometimes we pick up a guy from Mexico, and uh, so it's uh, a handful of us experimenting on this license-free band. And then there's a couple that aren't hams that also show up. They usually just send a, a letter sequence, so or usually a three-letter sequence. So that just gives you an idea of what what we're up to. Is that power output limit? Uh, what is it? ERP or just input power, output power? I believe it's ERP. Okay. So if you're feeding that into a beam, you're going to have to take that into account, aren't you? Right. That's right. I think most people have uh, like a vertical antenna they're using. I know I'm using a vertical, and Mark's using a vertical. But uh, we, uh, it's interesting as you hop around to the different remote radios, you'll see different of uh, these loafer stations popping up. And, of course, if you really want to see all this, go to 20 meters, tune in uh, the whisper band on 20 meters, and then run this. Uh, I forgot to mention the program I'm using for the slow CW is called Argo. And Argo is a free download. And... It is really makes it really pulls in these weak signal Morse code uh, long duration Morse code. In fact, you can see this slow speed CW almost down to the level of as Whisper. It's really about the same. So, of course, it takes several minutes to send a couple of characters, a few characters of Morse code. But um, if you've seen some of this right below the Whisper band uh, on 20 meters and 40 meters is very popular and 30 meters I think is the king of what they call QRSS and so you'll see all kinds of stuff. Now there's a website that's got a grabber um, that listens to all the bands and puts their screenshots up. I can go back several hours and see what their screenshots have picked up. So WA5, Delta, Juliet. Juliet is one of them and then another... Um, place called SW Harden. He's got a lot of stuff about this information. And then he's got a, uh, a grabber that takes all the grabbers around the world listening on that have this program, Argo program. They save screenshots, send it to him, and he puts it up on his website so you can see everything they've seen throughout the day just by clicking on different, uh, different images. So, um, it's and they and this is a worldwide phenomenon, so it's a it's a really cool mode, and it's easy to do. It's a nice Arduino project for you there, Brian. Yeah, it looks kind of cool. I've been thinking about a couple things, been grabbing new research things to play with. But that could be interesting. Yeah, uh, you probably the easiest one would be to use an SI fifty three fifty one. Uh, chip. Uh, they're a little hard to come come by right now due to the sh chip shortage, but if you want some, I know Tom has a few kicking around, and I have a big pile of them. I've got a few. I've got a few. Not many. I saw I saw this week where 
There's a sub a, a substitute, an exact replacement, the MM5351. M5351M, but the documentation is a little sparse, but it's supposed to be pin to pin compatible. Because uh, Silicon Labs, I believe, uh, their availability of that SI5351 is very, very scarce right now. I, so, I have a couple of hundred of them. So the the MM fifty three fifty one. My understanding is this is an exact drop in. I mean, have you has anybody yeah. tried one? Uh, I haven't tried it yet, but I hear that it is a replacement. In fact, uh, the the testing I saw in there showed it even did a little bit better than the SI fifty three fifty one. I don't know if you saw that on a Pico uh, balloon or not, but uh, somebody did some uh, extensive uh, testing between the two yeah i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna get one on order a couple on order and try them out i wonder how it compares in price maybe the same yeah, one. i don't know because uh, the 5351s are used to be not very expensive just uh a dollar or two a piece yeah but they, this would be an easy project. You hook an Arduino up to one of those SI5351s, and then you've got yourself a QRSS uh, mode uh, transmitter. Yeah, I found a, a project where some guy uh, uses the 5351 for FT8. Yeah, they and, could uh, uh, definitely work for that. And, uh, and Whisper, they have a library. They have a... A Whisper library called JT9 Encode that does JT9 and Whisper and a few other modes. And it might actually, I don't know if it does that. What is it, a 4735 or something like that sideband FM receive chip that uh, they've got out now? Is Is that the chip that was in that little radio that I showed you? I think yours was a 4723. This is the 4725. Yeah. Basically the same thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Uh, hey, Glenn, uh, can you post a link in the chat room? Yeah, and uh, Mark can show you some of the pictures in the chat of how he's got this mounted in a weatherproof box. And, uh, you know, he's... Uh, okay. And it's working well. He's getting out to Alaska, Hawaii, and all over the country. Well, Are you um, talking about the same link I used? Yeah, to get yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The link, the same uh, link. Let me find it. Yeah. Uh, that's the problem with me on multiple computers. The link is on. The link is two computers over from the chat room. So if you can post it, that would be great, and we'll uh, invite everybody out there that wants to join us. Uh, on Skype. This is the right one. To. Uh, it's an 09 something or other. That's the right one. We're about to find out. I think that might be it. There you go. Glenn just posted a link. If anybody would like to join us uh, on Zoom, there's yeah, the link. It. Just click on it, and uh, you will be on the show with us. We next uh, forty-five minutes of the show, we're going to just talk with uh, different people here. We got Steve on there, uh, Steve Allman. Let me see if I can improve him. All right, and let me see. 
<laughs> KJ4CMY said that Morse code is slow enough for me to copy. Yeah. It takes three minutes to send. Uh, it's basically a tenth of a word a minute. Yeah, you can even take a nap between it. Uh-huh. Yes. I'm making Glenn a co-host, and we'll go ahead and make uh, Bill a co-host. I can figure out how to do this. That way you guys can help me approve anybody comes in. I see Steve. Hey, Steve, how you doing? I'm not hearing you, Steve. Your mic is muted. Yep. I'm doing there great. There you go. Well, what's going on down in Texas? Well, we got a little rain today, and it's a little cooler. We were in the 80s, so uh, starting to get into reasonable weather. Oh, man. Hey, I, hey, I like that mic. Look at that beautiful mic he's got there. <laughs> So, yeah, I got a mount for it. Um, went out the, the very next day, went down to actually Guitar Center and found a, a yeah. pretty stable uh, mic stand for it. Framework, I think it's what it's called. Framework. So, really loving it. Okay, let's bring Mark in. Okay, somebody beat me to it. That's great. I'm glad you got it hooked up here and using it. Okay, Charlie wants us to, there we go. Got the link again. All right. So, was that Mark that joined us? Are you with us, There's Mark. Mark. There's Mark. Here's Mark. He's yeah, in he's there. muted. Yeah, there he is. Still can't hear him even though he's not muted now. Well. There you go. We'll have to. Try speaking. Well, test one, two. Yeah, now we hear you. Now we hear you. A little bit better. Yeah, you got to use more than 10 milliwatts. Absolutely. <laughs> well, maybe it's my router. I had, to re I had to repair it this afternoon. You had what? I had a router failure, and I had no oh. internet yesterday. So I took my, it turns out it was a wireless router that was failed. So I took it into work and measured the uh, B-plus going into it from the wall wart, and it was noisy as all get out, so I added a nice big fat capacitor into it, and uh, voila. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. I heard, I heard you say B-plus. To me, that's an old-timer. Yeah. <laughs> that's a 600-volt Walmart. To me, to me, that's an old-timer talking about B-plus, man. I, I haven't heard anybody say that in years, man. What about VCC? Well, yeah, that'll work, I think. You know, that, that'll work okay. Wow. Hey, Charlie, how you doing down in Uruguay? Hi, hello. How are you all? Doing good, man. Yeah. Doing good. When's it going to start warming up down here? You're always wearing oh, the jacket. It's, it's getting it's getting warmer yeah. during the day. Uh, maybe still cold at night, but but it's getting much better now. Still right. a bit rainy sometimes, which is a bit, but but it's it's really good. All right. Well, good, good. All right. Have you uh, been working on any new projects? Well, new and old. I've I've got uh, my hands on the. An old uh, Jaesu FT101C, a really old unit, which uh -huh. was a, a, a it was a friend of my dad. He was a ham, uh, but he passed away many years ago, and the unit has been 
in storage in a humid place it's it's really uh, I, in fact I turn it on it works like all all good stuff is made in Japan you know it's like you turn it on and it works like edges <laughs> stored there and work but now it's um, I made a couple of QSOs and now I'm uh, taking all the knobs and everything out and I will maybe recap it because yeah. the or at least some parts of the power supply because it has some some uh, 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 line noise on on the speaker and some hum that's hum on the speaker so that that 101 you said 101 I think that's a tube radio isn't it yeah, yeah. it's a hybrid radio oh is it hybrid okay yeah yeah it's it's it, it, i've always heard it's like a magic unit like the 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 receiver is really cool really good yeah uh, really like silent and i think so because for the uh, for I've, I've tested it for a for for a couple of days and and it and it uh, for, for the age of the unit it seems to be a really good receiver now that that's uh, one of those, Charlie, and you're right. That receiver is very good on that. But the uh, the output tubes on there, you have to be careful because you can melt those down. Are those? Are, I was going to say, are those sweep tubes that are in there? Sweep tubes. Yeah. No, the, these are uh, 6146. Oh, are they? they are. Oh, yeah. okay. I was going to ask. I, I tell you, I don't think you can beat a 6146 tube. Oh, yeah, I, I grew up. Yeah. I loving those, man. You can load really them into cool. one of those. Yeah. Uh, 10 millimeter fuses in it would be yeah fun. yeah oh well, man it has it, it's really uh it's it really performs really well i made just two or three qso's and it outputs really like 110 watts solid so so it's really yeah. really good it has a, a driver tube which uh um, is it like a 12 by7 or something uh or yeah something? yeah I don't know. I've, I've I've looked at it just now, and yeah. and I'm, I cannot recognize it. And the, all the letters are are um, are, are off. So I'm I guessing. Know, yeah, I, I've already downloaded the the service manual. There are some variants, many variants to that unit. Mm -hmm. uh, this is one of the first units. It it even doesn't have the digital readout, which it was yeah. like a digital frequency counter on top. It's all all analog. So. Yeah. So I'm into another project. <laughs> That's good. Really good. Now, you were having some problems with interference, right? Yeah. You still have yeah. that? Still, still have them, yeah. I yeah. haven't done much about it. Um, I have to tackle at least the, the, the lights on the, on the uh, corridors here in the, in the building. Yeah, uh, I will test. I was I was thinking the other day, maybe uh, if I drive them with 110 volts, I have you know these uh, the the LED drivers that go on the light uh, on the light fixtures. These are uh, run from 100 volts to to 250 volts, I think, continuous. So it happened to me once that uh, a switching power supply. Uh, made a lot of, of noise, but then if I plugged it into 110 volts, it, it worked fine. So maybe I could try that, and I, it's just putting a transformer onto the whole uh, circuit that 
fits the mm. night. So I have to make some tests. All right. DJ is wanting the model number. The model number of that 101 again. Uh, the 101, it's uh, FT101Z. Z, okay. Z, yeah. okay. I, I forget what model I had. I had a, thought I had an FT560 for a while and a 101A maybe. So, uh, Charlie, um, I wanted to let you know that uh, Ignacio LU1ESY sent uh, one of my uh, Whisper Sky Trackers directly over Monte Video, and uh, it popped and it came down somewhere in Uruguay. I have to go and fetch it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, if you go to uh, uh, LU1ESY or I think uh, if you go to APRS.FI and sell you one ESY-4, you'll see the last position report. Well, let me let me check uh, and make sure on that. L-U- that was a few days ago. I'll, uh, I'll pull it up here. Uh, what, what was his call sign? L- L- Lima Uniform Lima 4. Lima Uniform 1, Echo Sierra Yankee. And let me see what the extension What was that, Bill? LU1? Lima United one. Yeah, one. Okay. Okay. Oh, it's uh, it's not far away from home. Maybe a couple of hours, an hour and a half. So uh, see if uh, now he's probably transmitting on twenty meters from his home. Now he normally runs about two hundred milliwatts, so you probably hear that, but. Uh, I'm keeping an eye out to see if it transmits from somewhere in uh, Uruguay. Okay. Uh, but and that's that position you see there is where the balloon popped and started coming down. So it's going to be somewhere um, 20 or 30 miles, maybe east of that location. Yeah, east. Probably somewhere around. Uh, Minas or south of there, somewhere in that region is probably where it landed. Well, it could be closer. No, where closer because Minas, Minas, yeah. it's like a, a hundred miles. Oh yeah, so it'd be closer, probably closer to uh, Batista and just south of there. Well, let's see. Uh, let me do a measurement here. That, that, that was uh, he did that on the uh, just a few days ago. Okay. Well, that's five miles. Uh, how many miles do you think it went, Bill? Before, when, after well, that last? Well, it's starting to come down pretty fast. I would say it's probably near Batista. All right. Well, and also the the jet stream, uh, it's only at high altitude, and then as it comes down, maybe it sometimes goes to the west. It's yes. probably between that last location and Bautista, somewhere in that along that line. Yes. Uh, but uh, I'll keep uh, if it reports its position from the, that grid square of GF15, then we'll know it's coming from there because his actual home is GF05. Right. No, I didn't hear this, but uh, is that an APRS balloon or is that a whisper balloon? That's a whisper one, um, and uh, it's unfortunate he was running one of those SBS-13 balloons, but uh, it uh, it failed at altitude and came back down. I think that's what he was flying on that one. 
I'll have to ask and see. But that's a close one to you. Where where do you live, uh, Charlie? In Montevideo, it's uh, really oh. a, yes. Yeah. So you live south. Far away, yeah. yeah, you live south. You live uh, from the last report. You are twenty-seven miles from there. No, maybe a little more. Montevideo, nice, Montevideo nice. to the last uh, balloon uh, position is twenty-seven. 28.4 miles. You convert that to kilometers. Uh, yes, yes. Those weird uh, uh, imperial we think units. Miles, but, uh, <laughs> oh, the rest man. of the world thinks in kilometers. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have to do that. I've always, I've always asked myself that it, it's well. I think humanity wouldn't have succeeded if uh, we we are measuring time. All the world is measuring time in seconds, which is important, right? Well, uh, we had a spacecraft going to Mars where one team was using metric and one team was using English units. And, and it, it crashed burned in the Mars. atmosphere, yes. It, yeah, was it crashed into Mars because one team, where they confused the units. <laughs> now, hmm. I was driving in the Autobahn in uh, Germany with my girlfriend at the time, and I was going 170 kilometers per hour. And she looked at that and said, Bill, you're going 170. I says, no, no, no. I'm not. That's in kilometers per hour. And she goes, oh. And about five minutes later, she asked, how many kilometers are a mile? And I said, 1.61. She thought a little longer. And then she goes, you're going over 100 miles an hour. Slow down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I got away with it for at least 20 minutes while she did the calculations. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. Well, I think in, I like to think in altitude and feet. It's it's hard for me to think in meters and altitude. Um, distance also, a feet and miles. It's hard for me to relate how far a kilometer is. Um, but anything else, I'm I'm good with it. I like measuring in millimeters and and meters is fine with me. And after all, the amateur radio bands are measured in 20-meter band, 15-meter band. We should be already primed for the metric system. Ever, ever since grade school in the 60s, right? It's never happened. Well, so are you proposing we I should go... We know how, very easily our antennas, how long they should be. If we say we need an antenna for 40-meter band, we already know. We don't right. have to make anywhere. So, so maybe I should just start using the 60-foot band. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Yeah, maybe on 60-foot. All right. Uh, let's see. Anybody else want to join us tonight? Click on the link. Go, go up in the chat room here. In fact, I'll copy and repaste it. Yeah, the sixty foot is only going to work if you're going to use a third of a me a third of a wavelength. Tom, that, that the sixty foot band would be the sixty five point six foot band. Well, that's right. It'd be sixty five point six. Yeah, I'd be just a little below twenty meters. Yeah, yeah, or above. I'd be above. I'd be I'd be above twenty a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah, 65 foot, that's a half wave on 20. I 
think. All right. I'm looking at the chat here. They were asking about the the model, which I've already said. It's a it's a. I think they were thirty three point fourteen kilometers away from that location. <coughs> yes. Uh, the. the the problem is uh, I have to get out of the city too. And I have to get a car because my car is in the in the mechanic. Uh, so, oh. so I, I, I'm, I'm, an Uber will cost very expensive to go and fetch for a balloon. Well, yeah. how long does it take you to drive across Montevideo? No, it's not. It's not long. Not too uh, big. I, 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 I used to go to San Paulo a lot, and let me tell you, that is a terrible, terrible taxi ride from the airport to a hotel. It's like, uh, it's like three hours. Yeah, from the airport. The airport. It's a Guarulhos from Guarulhos. Yeah, yeah. From, yeah, it's like uh, it's eternity. Yes. Yeah, it is. Remember. It is. All right, guys, join us. Uh, click on that link. Join us. Join in on the conversation. Any topic, uh, any ham radio topic is good. want to uh, welcome uh, all our listeners, listeners out there on WBCQ. 7490 shortwave. 7490 kilohertz on shortwave. Somebody figure out what 7490 is. That would be 40, it'd be what, 42 meters or something? I don't know, 7490, 42 meters. That'd be, uh, yeah. that'd be about 130 feet. Meters. That's a 130 foot band <laughs> out there. Thanks for joining us on the 130 foot band on 7490. You're listening to Amateur Radio Roundtable. This is a show about ham radio. And uh, you can join us on Tuesday nights. 9 p.m. Eastern Time, if you'll just go to w5kub.com. There's Earl, and let's see, Dwayne. Hello, hello, Earl. How you doing, Earl? I see Earl there. He's connecting, he's connecting. It says connecting to audio. And Earl's an audio guy. Let's see how fast he can connect. <laughs> nope, nope. Still not working, Earl. Your microphone's muted. Earl's there an you audio go. guy. Let's see how fast he can connect. There you go. He got it figured out. I knew he'd do it. Earl, hey. Still not working, Earl. Thank you again, Earl, for helping me in Huntsville. There you go. Thank he you so much. Out. I knew he'd do it. Earl, hey, you're not working Now, somebody who is who has me in Huntsville. There you go. Thank he you so much. Out. I knew he'd do it. Who's Earl. got uh, Who's got the audio? Now, Was that Earl? Who is Who has me in Huntsville? There you go. Thank he you so much. Out. I knew he'd do it. Who's got uh, Who's got the audio? Now, Was that Earl? Who is Who has me in Huntsville? That must have been Earl. Earl, I, I think, Earl, we're hearing the uh, show's uh, audio. Yeah, that was perpetual motion and audio. That's right. It, that's right. So I think he had two audio feeds coming into uh, into his mic. Yeah, there. he's probably watching the uh, feed yeah. on YouTube. Yep. All right. Well, hey, anybody on here going to go to Sevierville this weekend? Bill, you going to go? 
No, I'm going to be in Ohio. Actually. Oh, that's right. That's right. All right. Well, hey, uh, Mark, do you have any photos of that installation you did of your beacon? Yes, I do, Bill. Um, You'll have to. We'll have to set you up permission to share. He, he's got it. He's got it. Got it. Let's see if I can share my screen. Uh, first off, we'll share this one. I just took this. This is um, from, uh, I guess, the last twelve hours on Whisper. Let me see. Good. That's uh, pretty good coverage. Yeah, I, I'm impressed with five milliwatts. I just. I just can't believe these stations, even even in the mainland, are hearing it. I really am impressed. So uh, now this is this is on the twenty meter band. This not is the twenty actual. meter band you're looking at now. Sixty five foot uh, band. Well, let's get this straight. <laughs> so uh, and this is uh, of course uh, they they've got to pay Google development purposes only on it, but. Uh, it's still impressive, nonetheless, uh, to see who is hearing it. And uh, this is just like, say, the last 12 hours. Uh, Bill initially told me to set it to 24, and uh, that's impressive, too. And sometimes you see Alaska pop in, and that's uh, that's quite unique. Uh, I still haven't got the UK again yet with this uh, ground-mounted setup yet, but uh, I'm hoping that maybe when the leaves are off, trees that we can start getting it a little bit better uh let's see if this will work um i've never shared before so let's see it's, it's working okay uh it just has to load up it's, it's amazing you know i mean you know the little 10 milliwatts are running on the little tracker we built i mean nine thousand kilometers i mean it's just unbelievable yeah, what you're looking at is a pole uh, that is uh, basically out in my. Uh, We're backyard. not seeing it. I don't see it yet. You don't see the. You don't see the photo. Um, no, we're still seeing the map. Oh, okay. Well, when you shared, you probably did your uh, the actual web link. If you minimize this, maybe it'll show the photograph. Okay. Let me go ahead and stop the share for a moment. And then just share the uh, photograph. Share the photos here. If you'll have to open I've the got, photo. I've got, let me go ahead and reduce the uh, down. And uh, that's my first time sharing, folks. Uh, let's, it's all right. Uh, let's go ahead and share again. And oh, here. Share that. Uh, there you go. Yeah, this is this is just out in my backyard. Uh, this was an old fence post that uh, uh, the fence had rotted off. It came out from this uh, second garage, and so I thought, no, that might not be a bad place to put things. Uh, it's turned out quite handily. Uh, I'll show you this right now. If you can see, uh, if you look up just to the north there, there's just a, a little tiny window, and that's my bathroom window, and I can see this thing in operation. Um, had an MFJ hook up, hooked it up to it. Uh, this is what it looks like around the 20-meter uh, uh, whisper, uh, the settings on the antenna. Here it is around 13555. 
pretty flat. I was very surprised at that. Uh, it's it's ugly. The, the the connection right now for the ground is going to have to get redone. I'm going to redo all that. That's a mess. Uh, that's uh, that's from the fine school of the bigger the glob, the better the job of soldering. And yes. if you look mm -hmm. carefully, there's a lot of solder on the ground too. Um, this is this is the heart of the uh, of the hyper and uh, whisper unit. Uh, up here is Bill's uh, sky tracker uh, being held in with uh, RTV uh, silicone. Um, down here we have a little power supply. It uh, takes uh, five volts from uh, uh, basically a phone charger that's in the garage that you saw earlier. And it comes in, does a little filtering. There's a little light LED right here that lights up, showing me that I've got some DC to it. And then we bought a LG 4 to 1 uh, Unum uh, balance. And that's basically taking this, this uh, RF off the sky tracker and adapting it up and feeding it in and then out through uh, a couple of banana plugs there. Uh, there's a little close-up view of it. Uh, like to say, uh, RTV is your friend. Uh, and here's how it's uh, routed around a little bit of support down here in the bottom uh, for the uh, antenna cable. Uh, this is mounted on the lid. This is the lid here and the other part is the base of the unit. And it all just sits there. Uh, on a board mounted on the post, and uh, with a this uh, vertical is a an old uh, salvaged uh, uh, CB uh, antenna. So we've made uh, other use of it. It only sits about you know six inches off the ground. So this is what it looks like, and we've just got ground radials out through the uh, uh, through the grass there that you can't really see. But this is what you would see if you walked up on it, and uh, Another shot of it here uh, coming in. The, the DC line is coming right in here, and there's a little bit of a ferrite core here. I want to keep that to kind of keep uh, RF out of it and uh, lightning out of it. There is one thing I need to do uh, still. I want to add a want to add a ground rod uh, to the mix, and that will have to be done soon. Uh, this is what I see out in my bathroom window. Uh, I can see that LED at night very plainly. So uh, it's quite dark out here. And, so, and it flashes uh, Morse code, too, right? It flashes Morse code. It blinks. It's, uh, I think it's doing a whisper right now in this particular transmission. But huh. I've got a cat making some noise over here, so pardon the noise if you're hearing that. But uh, that's the photos I have. And uh, uh, basically... Uh, uh, Did it stay dry after all those torrential rains uh, the last week or two? Yes, it has, and I do have, and it's not in the photos, but I do have a silicone packet in there uh, just in case it does get some moisture in there, and I plan on changing that out uh, in a couple of months. Uh, we'll see how it does. And then, of course, we'll uh, go ahead and re-energize those by baking them in an oven at 350 degrees for about 45 minutes. So that kind of gives you an idea of what we have here, and uh, I hope I can get back out of this. Uh, stuff. So uh, that's, that's what it looks like. Well, it's a lot of fun to experiment, and it looks like you've got a nice setup here. It is. Nice. Yeah. 
And you can thank Bill for that because the transmitter is all his. Well, good. I just modified the code a little bit. He, he challenged me. He said, Bill, it works on 20 meters. Uh, do you think it'd work at 500, 400 kc below that? And I said, yeah. So I sat down one weekend and and put it together. And it's, uh, it's only a few lines of code I had to add to it. Now you've got the second one, correct? Yeah, I'm working on the second one right now. It's on the air here at the house here. I had to move it down in frequency. Uh, the uh, can you still hear me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I had to move it down to frequency because uh, a guy in South Carolina put one up and it was right on top of the frequency I was using, so I moved it down. So somebody was on the same frequency. Oh yeah, that, it's a very narrow. Uh, I mean. Uh, but doesn't that ha doesn't that happen in uh, on Whisper? I mean, oh well, yeah. If they're on the same frequency, then the larger signal wins. But um, we have a, a bulletin board LWCA dot uh, net uh, long wave. What's the CA stand for, Mark? Anyways. Uh, you can say, hey, I'm putting a transmitter up, and then you can kind of coordinate the frequencies uh, when you put up these transmitters on HIFR. So um, the, the one fellow put one up that was, uh, you're not sure where the frequency is going to end up, and he just happened to end up right on uh, the frequency I was testing. But it's not one that I was assigned, so I just so so help me here. I mean, I would think if you're on the same frequency, you you are going to be on whisper. You, based on propagation, different people are going to hear the different signals and still well, going to that, report. That's true. That's very true. But it's nice to space it out a little bit. So yeah. I mean, Mark and uh, K3SIW are what about a hundred miles apart, and uh, they're about five. The six hertz. I think you're about eight hertz. Well, apart. we're more net uh, mileage wise apart. Uh, Are you probably close to more like 150, 160, or maybe more net. Probably more like 175. Yeah, but, but you're about six hertz apart right now because uh, yeah. um, you know there is some drifting in the temperature. Uh, you drift a few hertz depending on your outside temperature. Now it's going to drift back up a little bit and get more spacing as back it gets colder. It did. It did. So uh, um, you'll and when it gets down to twenty below zero, which is your average temperature. No, it's <laughs> not my average, but it, it can get down that cold. It ought to. It'll. It'll be even a little bit more separation there. So and that's minus twenty also Celsius. So pretty close to it too. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, it's a lot of fun, and uh, I just like hopping around the different uh, remote SDR radios, uh, seeing what I can pick up. There's, uh, there, there's, uh, if you go to lwca.net and you click on Medfer Hyfer link, it shows you a list of frequencies that uh, people have. Um, have been operating on and where they're from. I can try and put that in the chat. Can you put that in the chat, Mark? I think Mark is. Uh, 
I think he's gone. I think Earl Earl left. He says no, Earl says I'm clean oh, now. Okay. I'm not Sorry, sure. My audio straightened out. Oh what? Oh okay. I didn't know what you were meaning here. I didn't know if you were saying I'm cleared now or I'm. No, okay, I'm I got you. I, I, I muted the uh, playback. Yeah. Yeah. Zoom. All right. Hey man, your camera looks good. What are you What are you using here? Thank you. Just something I picked up at the uh, dollar store. Oh man. Sometimes that's the sometimes that's the best cameras, man. That's the best best stuff, you know. Yeah, and Zoom Zoom is good for me. Hey, I joined the digital revolution this week. I bought a see if I can get this up here. I bought an Anytone uh DMR radio. Oh boy. And I've been learning about code plugs for the last couple of days. Oh boy. Luckily Lookout Mountain has a sample code plug of all of their local frequencies. And I've been experimenting with that. And while you're going to Sevierville, I'm going down to North Atlanta this weekend. And I was trying to see if I could get some of the uh, some of the Atlanta repeaters plugged in. Yeah. Talk to folks down there while I'm not doing sound production. Well, good luck on. Uh, hey, we have. Hey, when you get DMR going, you know our show has a DMR talk group three one six nine three. Three one six nine three. I'll write that. Write down. that down, and nobody is using it. We can't get anybody to use it. It'd be great. It'd be great to get uh, you know some of our uh, some of our uh, people out there together, our group together, to start using it, man. Three one six nine three. I'll I'll see what I can do. I'll add it to my to my radio and start monitoring. I don't even turn it on over because nobody's going to be on it. So. Yeah. Hey Earl, uh, well, what what do you operate through Lookout Mountain? I can hit Lookout Mountain directly from my mountain here south of Huntsville. Uh, I have I've been monitoring the uh, general uh, the U.S. Uh, open channel, which is what thirty three ten or thirty one thirty three or something like that. Sorry, I don't oh. have my list in front of me. I'm just really getting started with this, and I've got a I've got the handy talkie plugged into. Uh, a cactus, a double cactus that I built out in the yard, and I'm able to hit it pretty cleanly. I can. Man, I, and I programmed in my analog um, repeaters that I have used in the area here and and up in uh, Dayton that I can hit because I'm halfway between Chattanooga and Dayton. Dayton, Ohio, or Dayton, no, Tennessee. Dayton, Tennessee. I'm I'm just north of Chattanooga. You guys say that's a wide range. <laughs> Yeah. 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 And Glenn, I've got some cat help today. I have to lean back a little bit because the cat's on the desk in front of me, and I had to take the keyboard off the desk for the cat. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's vanished. So, Earl, you're near Saudi Daisy, then, right? Yeah, I'm actually in Saudi Daisy. I'm actually um, about a hundred yards from uh, the lake, Chickamauga. You're you're in that valley between the big ridges. Yeah, I am. Yards, a hundred yards, hmm, maybe five meters. <laughs> <laughs> About 33, 34 meters. Okay. Yeah, the Tennessee Valley Authority owns half of my yard, so I have to pay rent every year to mow the grass, mow their grass. <laughs> hey, you should charge them. I'm trying, I tell you. My, my son works for, our son-in-law works for TVA, and I've, I haven't been able to get any joy from that. <laughs> hmm. He's a nuclear. But Tom, I hope you have a good time in Sevierville this weekend. I'm jealous. I wish I would be up there with you. Well, we're gonna 
checking out. I'm, I'm ready to go somewhere else, and I think it, you know, hopefully it's going to turn out to be a nice ham fest, and it's going to grow. You know, that area of Tennessee, it can, they can pull a lot of people over there uh, for these things. So you're going to stream on Saturday? No, I'm, actually I'm not streaming. I'm, I'm just I'm going over. Uh, I'm going to go over. I'm going to do a presentation, and we'll launch we'll launch a balloon, and and then I'm heading to North Carolina to our home over there. Yeah, that's what you said. That sounds like the weather will be great for that this weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Scott was just on here and gave us an update. He said the weather is supposed to be perfect uh, for the ham fest. Yeah. That'd be good. Is this the changing of the the fall leaves? Are they changing color? I, I think it's a little early uh, for that. Uh, I know my wife's going to want to go back over what, in October. I mean, this will be September, the end of September, but it's probably going to be October, uh, you know, later October. It will be when I go up to Ohio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess further north you go, the earlier it's gonna they're gonna change on you. The leaves haven't really changed here. They won't change till probably the second week in October. First freeze, I guess, starts kicks it off. Well, I'm going to be uh, setting up a uh, my portable station over there, and you guys just watch the Facebook group. Uh, I'll post when I get on, and love to talk to some of you guys from over there. We'll have uh, typically what I do. Um, I, I've got a uh, uh, SG, SGC auto tuner that I'll uh, I'll throw a, you know 40, 50, 60, 80 foot piece of wire up to a tree limb, and I'll put that tuner at the base, and just I'll lay about three radials out, run the coax up to the porch, and sit there and connect the uh, connect the radio and power supply up, fire up the laptop, and uh, have a good time. Yeah, I wonder if they would. In Duluth, if they'd let me uh, hang a uh, in-fed long wire, see if I can put this up on the screen. Let's focus. see, it's not focusing yet. But let's see, but it's it's trying, it's trying. It's because uh, you have the the blurring of your background, so yeah. so it doesn't get the phone. Ah, that's what it is. Put it next to my face. Maybe that'll work. Yeah, this. Is, yeah. Yeah, that's my that's. No. Well, yeah, it's, like it's it. not cooperating. Yeah, I'm about a, I'm about uh, 80 feet away from the stage in my mix location up on a hill. Yeah. And I fly a digital snake from there down to the down to the building, and it'd be really nice if I could put an infed from here to there. <laughs> well, you you run a cable down here, right, for your audio? Well, I fly a Cat Five. Okay. All right, just tap into that and make that the antenna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that with my uh, yeah. wireless microphones, that'd really be good. Oh, I just throw a couple well, little cups. A, a, a fiber optics for the digital and, yeah. and use that also as an antenna. Maybe that'll. Yeah, throw a couple little ferrite beads on there or something. You'd be yeah. okay. Don't worry about it. You know. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. It's it's not actually, it's, it's Cat5, um, it's like layer two. Uh, Cat five, so it's not uh, TCP/IP. 
So yeah. it's using all eight conductors is um, balanced signal. You so run 100 watts through it, and uh, it'd be okay. Well, I've got 10,000 watts on this. I've got 10,000 watts packet. on the stage, so <laughs> in AF, but I don't think that'll translate to 100 watts of HF. It'd be fun to try. Really good, huh? Molly, don't move the microphone. The cat just reached up and moved the boom. <laughs> That's what y'all heard. <laughs> A real cat would have put it on the floor. <laughs> she did She did that last night. I bought a little key at, at Huntsville, and, and it's up on a little shelf up in front of me where my, next to my camera. And she was trying to send Morse with the key last night. But she's she's gotten to the point where she won't let me she won't let me sit in front of the computer and do anything anymore. She has to she has to lay down on the keyboard, so I have to keep the, the keyboard in my lap. <laughs> I usually have three computers here. I've got one here, one here, and then my work computer goes here. Yeah. And in the mornings when I try to work, whichever one I turn to, there's a cat in the way. <laughs> Well, my and wife I does. Turn, she gets up and moves. Yeah, my wife does crafting. So she, when she's in her craft room, the cat will go and lay on her keyboard in the craft room while she's doing it. It's a design. Well, I found a solution. Hey, Tom, I'm going to share my. I'm going to share my screen for a second. Okay. If I can find it here. Mm -hmm. oh, there it is. This is a Cat Five Storm. Oh my oh, gosh! Yeah. I mean, when you see yeah. <laughs> at least, at least you have different colors. I've seen those all of the same color, and then uh, uh, that's kind of the way my network cables look here. Uh, you know, have you ever noticed you can you lay them out? They're not tangled. You lay them out. Yeah. You run another one. You lay it out. Everything ought to be all right. But when you have a problem and you try to wiggle one of them. They're all twisted together somehow. Now, I don't know how that happens. Oh, it's the inductance of the center conductor. It, it must must be. Magnetic. It must be. That's, you know, what that the be back of, that's what the back of my table on my ham shack looks like that never, no one ever sees. Yeah, yeah. yeah that could wall. be worse. It could be all the same color. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we've got about three minutes until we officially close our shortwave uh, segment of our show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. You're listening to Amateur Radio Roundtable on WBCQ 7490. This show is about ham radio. We'll see you next Thursday on shortwave at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. If you want to join us, you can join our video show on Tuesdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Just go to W5KUB.com and uh, click on video and chat. And you can join our video and uh, chat room. Also, if you're out there listening, send us an email to Tom at W5KUB.com and let us know where you are in the world and uh, how you're hearing the station and We'll get you a QSL card for, for uh, the shortwave. So good night to everybody out there, and we'll see you uh, next week.
All right. Well, man, I'm glad to see. Look at that. Look at that. Steve, you got color coming out of the microphone. How do you do that? Oh, is it a reflection? Oh, okay. Now, that microphone, I think, I don't know much about it. Somebody said it had lights in it, does it? Yeah, get the phantom power going. Yeah, I don't have phantom power on the, okay. on the mic. Okay, so it takes the phantom power and it, it'll light up. Okay, okay, I didn't know that, but it it, it looked it looked like it was lit up there. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a DC to light uh, microphone there. Yeah, 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 literally. All right, well, guys, hey, it worked out okay tonight. The show worked out at eight o'clock. I was contemplating whether we we're going to have a show or not. Uh, things were not looking good, and. Uh, Man, I tell you, uh, it's been a tough week. I think I'm getting too old for all those new stuff, uh, Bill. I've got this, I got this uh, new uh, this radio I wanted. Hustle this FTM 300D. It's got APRS and all that in it. Uh, I about got sick trying to figure out how to program this radio today. Uh, and I followed a guy in the video, push this button, push that, set this, set you that. you got to read the manual nowadays. I read the manual, go. but hey, I did exactly what he did on the video, and mine didn't turn out like his did. But anyway, that you and... and old school anymore. Uh, man, you, you know, I, I can't plan. take it. I can't take it. It's just... I think after today, get out of town, relax a little bit, I'll be all right. Uh, maybe. Hopefully. Yeah, I need a class on code plugs, I'll tell you. Well, I don't know. I don't even know what a code I, plug I is. I don't even know what a code VR, plug is. And I've, the first thing I did was to... to I have this uh, TYT radio, and there was like an open source uh, firmware to it or something. Mm. And... The the first thing I did was that uh, you could program the frequency and the talk group uh, on, on the fly. So I I didn't program any 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 code plug because I had only one or two uh, uh, channels there programmed. But then wherever I went, I, I asked uh, what's the frequency of the repeater and what's the color and everything, and I enter it on the fly. So I don't know. And and mm. I see that people get and want to get the latest uh, code plug with uh, the millions of repeaters and uh, and I don't know, understand why because you, if Man. you're going to go somewhere you can add then the code plug you need but not I don't know you Maybe. know it just that's just too complicated in fact my mobile rig if I drive from here to Huntsville Alabama I don't even know how to change the PL tone. <laughs> you know, I have to keep a a copy of the book in a car seat so I can figure out how to change the PL tone. Cause I, I, I once I set it, I use it like that for the entire year. I don't turn any other knobs or buttons. That's and, what chirp is know, for? The what? That's what chirp is for. Oh like man! It, yeah. these hundred dollar computers in and with chirp and program it that way. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Hey, Tom, do you remember those uh, little sub-audible tone uh, boards you used to have to deal with? Yep, I got one. Radio? I got one right here in the closet. The code plugs were actually a little plug 
that had a code stamped on the top of a little can. All right. And you plug that into the into the tone board. That's how you used to get your tone. So when I hear code plug, I think of those little plastic. Yeah. Plugs. Well, I think He's the little the, the one I've got here's got a little a little uh, uh, little, little switches, you know. Oh, that's that's new. That, that's a, that's a newer one, Biddy. I know you're talking about the jump. You had to put the jumpers in, you know. But play yeah. a little rolling. Yeah, you know. Yeah, play them. Man. All right, guys. I'm gonna get out of here and get me a snack or something. I'm getting a little hungry and uh, I'm tired of working. This is my Friday night. Tomorrow is Saturday for me. Mm-hmm. Once I get uh, once I end the show, it's like. Friday night, man. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Have a good time. And we will be live. We'll be live from uh, Tuckasegee, North Carolina, next week. And if you don't know where Tuckasegee is, it's just uh, 10 minutes south of uh, Cullowee. If you don't know where Cullowee is, that's just... (laughs) About 10 minutes south of Silva. That's where our Lowe's and our Walmart is. Go get a map. Look. Yeah. yeah I'm gonna I think need- that's in a place where you can't get there from here. Yeah, that, you know what? <laughs> hey, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, I, I never thought much about that, Bill, but when I was little growing up, my, my dad played men's softball. They had a softball team. We traveled to Missouri and everywhere. And one night we drive, traveled up into Missouri to go play a team up there and we kind of got lost and he stopped and asked somebody how do i get to x town and he says they said you know, I, I remember this he says you can't get there from here that's, that's what they said you can't get there from here you're gonna have to go back and start over and you know you can get there but you can't get there from here i've asked directions in towns like that and they and I, the first thing they say is you ain't from around here, are you? <laughs> <laughs> and then they send me about 20 miles out of my way. <laughs> yeah, go down to the tree and turn left and go to the... Hey, that hey, that is the way I found it at my other job. You know, I... I, I, I left there where the barn used to be. That's yeah. right. You know, that's how we, and, and when I manage my international people out there, I mean, directions and places... Maybe even like in Uruguay now or El Salvador, you know, go to where the old Coca-Cola plant was. Right. And, you know, go left or, you know, go to where this is. And, you know, that's there's no signs. You just do it, man. Yep. All right. Good night, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow or no, I'll see you next week. Bill, I'm going to try the tracker out tomorrow. Hopefully I have some sun and uh, we'll get it going. Yeah, it's supposed to be sunny tomorrow. Well, yeah, we'll I think you you are the cold front's already through there, so you yeah, should have sun. It passed tonight. Yeah, and we're gonna have sun later tomorrow after that gets through here. It's been raining for five days straight. We had like five or six inches of rain. Yeah, hey, we got a report. Hey, we got a report here from uh, Tim WB eight HRO up in Michigan. He says. 7490 is 30 over up there in Michigan. The only problem is we're not on right now. Oh. We're on uh we're on for, we're on earlier, you know. So well now we're on we're on about this wait a minute. 
What am I thinking? You said we were on Thursdays. We're on Thursdays from yeah. Okay, we're on we're on Thursdays from five to seven uh, Eastern. Now propagation from five to seven on forty meters is not that great. You get up into eight o'clock, nine o'clock, ten o'clock, it gets a lot a lot further out. So, you know, uh, our time slot's not the best on seventy four ninety. If we if we can move back up to our live spot, I think we'd be better off. All right. Good night, everybody. See you. Good night. Oh, take care. All right. When you See get you. to a fork in the road, take it. That's good <laughs> advice. Uh, one last comment. They had a Saturday Night Live show. It was uh, you can't get there from here, and they had everybody lined up as a game show, and it was directions in Boston. <laughs> and it was basically the ones that everybody says, go down to the Dunkin' Donuts, turn right, go down to the next Dunkin' Donuts, turn left, go to the next Dunkin' Donuts. They're all based on Dunkin' Donuts. Is that right? Oh, oh, yeah. you're, yeah, you're, you're really, you are really quoting Burton I, two maniacs that actually had a, a record that 